that was very helpful. And in fact, I feel like I'm definitely in a better place now after having this conversation with you because you're right. That's what I think makes your work different and better than others. I definitely don't think I'd be engaged to him or in the relationship I'm in if I hadn't listened to you at all. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. My guest today is 54-year-old Suzanne, who is in a relationship with 66-year-old Sam. Suzanne worked with me several years ago to create a committed relationship with Sam, and through some bumps and a restart, Sam is now frequently talking of marriage, has introduced Suzanne to all his family and friends, and the couple spends at least three days a week together. Despite this, Suzanne can't help but feel uneasy about Sam remaining very friendly with all his ex-girlfriends, including his ex-wife. So Suzanne wanted to come on Make Him Wonder today to ask me if she should be concerned about the frequency of contact with these exes, as well as if she should start to insist on setting a date for marriage. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you, Coach Paula. I'm glad you're doing this today. It's rare that we have someone come back, so it's nice to um, have you talk about that and let us know where things are because I remember again this was several years ago but I remember that it wasn't an easy road for you in the beginning. No that's absolutely correct and then having found your work and implementing your methods um, things slowly but surely began to turn around and um, I find myself in amazement of where the relationship is today from where it started. Tell us about that what changed for you through doing the work and how did you because I for some reason I remember Suzanne that we worked on it you got to a place but then I think and correct me if I'm wrong there was a uh, you came back and we had like a, a follow-up on something and it it still wasn't going right how did it really get back on track Basically, it got back on track when I did, um, I decided to step back and, you know, go away and write a letter, right? And um, as you had instructed, and then I, he reached back out and we started to communicate once again. Um, but even from that time up until today, just the simple ways that you have outlined, you know, waiting to text and not revealing too much never talking about my past life, so on and so forth, I have really noticed a change. Um, I think the other thing that was really instrumental from the work that we did was around self-concept and where my self-concept was when I started working with you was completely shattered with, you know, different family dynamics and so on and so forth. And once I really understood how incredibly important that was, and that's not just I would say an add-on to your work, but actually an integral part of your work, things really began to turn around. So when I actually started to feel like, no, I'm, you know, there's nobody better than me out there and it doesn't matter what, what else is going on. I mean, holding that sort of strong self-concept also made such a difference. 
You put that so well. It really does. It really makes all the difference. It did, and it's it's truly amazing. I would I would want to say for anyone out there who doesn't think that that's equally as important as sort of the you know rulesy stuff, but the rulesy stuff is important. But if you really don't truly feel with every fiber of your being that you're the only woman that this person would want, I just I think the two need to go hand in hand. Absolutely the case. It couldn't be more true. And once you do get it, like you said, everything can turn around. And I'm so glad this transpired for you. It's the the staying in the knowing and the additional doing the little things that you said that, that make it all come together. And I'm so happy that he's now talking of marriage because quite frankly... I believed that the two of you could absolutely go the distance, but I didn't know whether or not he would ever consider marrying again. Yes, and that is something that we did spend time on, Coach Paula, and I agree with you because uh, he had often expressed interest like, been there, done that, don't need it again. And so that was obviously a point of concern. And, you know, even for myself, I, you know, I wasn't sure, you know, is this really a big deal? I myself have been married previously for nine years. And so, you know, there's a little bit, if I'm honest, inside me as well, like, oh, do I really need it? But then hearing what you said about how subconsciously, psychologically important that is to men, I really began to consider what that could contribute to the healthy uh, foundation of this relationship. And so I also am pleased to see that, you know, without too much prompting, in fact, from myself, he's been talking of this with, you know, even talking marriage, not just with me, but with his friends and asking his friends what they think about the situation and what he should do. So yeah, it's, it's again, it's, it's incredible the turnaround from where we started. That's so great to hear. I'm so happy for you. So let's get to the crux of this and why you wanted to do this today so we could talk about it. The ex situation, the friends, all of that. First, tell me how it's playing into your relationship just on a daily basis, if at all. So I wouldn't say that it's on a a daily basis. And if, you know, if I'm truly honest, I would say that there's, you know, there's a few exes that, you know, he has introduced me to his exes. Um, I have met the ex-wife. I have met the ex-girlfriend. So I don't feel those are, you know, a problem. I think there's one woman in particular that he broke up with that gives me a little bit of a sense of nervousness, you know, and, and, but then, you know, he'll turn around and again, you know, start talking about marriage and, you know, he's here three times a week. We, we are, we spend time together. So, you know, I kind of wonder, is it, is it, you know, is it better to let it lie? Because I think I remember listening to a podcast of yours a while back, and I feel like you had someone, a client that you were working with that was a really good guy and didn't want to sort of, you know, hurt one of the exes that he broke it off with. And I, I you'll be able to articulate this better, of course, than I am right now, but that kind of came into my mind. Like, if I make it, you know, if I constantly nag and talk about it, am I going to make a bigger deal than it might actually be? Exactly. And it's almost, to some degree, mind over matter. If you don't mind, it's not going to (laughs) matter. Right. Now, I say that 
But then there is a point whereby you deserve to feel safe, know that you are. And if he is doing anything at all related to triangulating your relationship or going to those women for his needs to be met emotionally that he's not getting in the relationship with you. I don't get that sense. I truly get the sense that this is a person who prides themselves on, you know, maintaining a good relationship with with prior exes, right? I have girlfriends that are like that as well. And I, you know, I happen to be one that I just don't. I think everybody's a little bit different. This person has, you know, he has said things to me, you know, about how he's never been this happy in a relationship and how I inspire him to want to be a better man. So I'm not sure that it's like an emotional thing rather than him wanting to just be a good guy and a knight in shining armor and, you know, and and that kind of a thing. Do you get the sense that any of the exes are leaning on him very heavily about their relationship stuff or that any of them are like, uh, for lack of a better term, damsels in distress and they need him to be saving them in any way, shape or form? No, I do truly get the sense that the these are platonic relationships. I think, as I mentioned earlier, the one that makes me nervous is the one that I think he broke it off with, and maybe that's why. So that I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Yes. Has he told you why he broke it off? He told me it was just not going to be compatible and that, you know, I'm such a better fit for him. Um, I think there were some distance issues there as well. And um, I'm talking geographic. So I think that that's kind of why. But if I'm honest, I've also been afraid to really dig up all the details on that just for, again, you know, is it, do I need to be trying to mine that information from this person? And I do know that he told that person that, you know, he is fully committed to me. And he has, he often expresses, we are in a fully committed, fully monogamous relationship. So there's so many good things here. And that's why I, that's really what prompted me to get in touch with you and say, am I, you know, am I kind of trying to create problems perhaps where they don't exist? So two things come to mind. The first is about the tangible stuff happening, like in the 3D world, we would say, meaning what's right in front of you. How long ago did he break up with this woman? Two and a half years. Do you get the sense that she would want it back? Um, that is a great question. I would probably say perhaps, perhaps, you know, and I don't know, I don't have anything to base that on other than just, you know, a a sort of a, 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 a hunch. Has he introduced her to you, you to her? He has not. He has told me that he did let her know that we are in a fully committed and monogamous relationship. Do you believe that he does this? Yes, you said he's a good guy. But also to have a sense of his past and that he is simply the kind of guy that is more of a, uh, for lack of a better word, that female relationships are more fulfilling to him and he maybe doesn't have a lot of male friends, if any? That is a great question. He definitely has both male and female friendships. 
you know, again, my sense is that it, I really believe it just comes down to him liking to be, you know, helpful and perhaps feeling, you know, needed. And, you know, at what point does that become, I don't want to say the word dangerous, but problematic perhaps, you know, if, if somebody likes to feel, you know, helpful or needed, is there a fine line between that and something that will, you know, interfere or cause problems for me? I'll answer that by asking you a question. Do you feel that if you were married right now, you would feel the same way about this issue? No, I would feel way calmer. (laughs) I do. I, I do. I think being married would give me that extra sense of security. And I think that I would feel, I I think I would feel more at peace if I was married. Absolutely. I think so too. All the more reason why, given these relationships, you may want to be. I agree. And, you know, again, the, the topic just came up just the other day when we were spending some time together. And you know, he said, you know, you're going to, he said, you're going, uh, you're going to get what you want. You know, he said, you know, I know you are. And he said, you know, again, it's not something that he envisioned doing again or undertaking again. Uh, And then he said something quite nice, which was, well, but I know it's important to you. Therefore, we're going to keep talking about it, even if it's not something that I, you know, necessarily envision for myself again. But it's important to you. Therefore, it's important to me. What do you feel it is about marriage that is problematic or turns him off? Um, I think he had a pretty rough one for the first the first time. And I think that, you know, financially, uh, I'm, you know, in a in a better financial position than he is at the moment. And I think that there is some trepidation there about that. Expound on that. What would make him not want to marry given your better financial situation? Well, I don't know if this is, you know, I mean, it, it sounds quite lovely and noble, but he said, you know, I have a few things that I'm working on at the moment um, that he believes are going to, a few ventures that he thinks are going to be successful. And he literally has told me on numerous occasions, I want to have something to go to your father with. Oh, that's sweet. Very sweet. So again, I think, you know, am I making a mountain out of a molehill? Am I I creating problems where they, they don't exist? And you know, is this something that I start to implement more frequent dialogue with? Or is, you know, as you said, is this something that I let unfold, um, given that we're on such a, a solid path at the moment? Great, great question. And I do want to give you my thoughts on it and answer all of it. And we'll do that when we come back. So a postscript here before we return to our conversation with Suzanne. About a week or so after she and I recorded this episode, Suzanne wrote to us wanting to share the news of her engagement, saying she is incredibly happy. 
She admitted she had, quote, no idea it was coming at the time it did, but because of our work together and her living in the end, she said it almost felt surreal. And once you start working with these mindset and manifesting principles, along with doing my mechanics of men approach in my GPS, the groom positioning system course, you will have all you desire and deserve with the man you love. Listen now with fresh ears, knowing that in just a few days following this recording, Suzanne got her dream come true. Doing so will help you understand how mechanics and mindset go hand in hand and how to handle any anxiety, doubt, or disbelieve you may have at this moment that all your dreams can come true too. Now back to our coaching conversation with Suzanne. So we're back with 54-year-old Suzanne, who is in a relationship with 66-year-old Sam, and they have been discussing marriage, and all has been going very, very well. We're discussing Sam, and I had a couple of thoughts for you, Suzanne, that I, I want to share. One, you are already doing this staying in the knowing, and that that's been the game changer for you. The self-concept knowing that there is no one better for you has allowed him to feel the same, that there's no one better for him. And to even consider marriage when heretofore, he was saying he would not do that again. That's huge. One of the things that um, is going to be important is timing. How long has it been going as well as it's been going? And he's been talking of marriage. Well, it's, it's interesting because you know, we, we met each other six years ago. And as you said, you know, it was like bumpy on and off, on and off. But I think it was kind of funny. We were sitting around with a friend one evening who said, oh, I never knew the story of how you two met. Why don't you tell it? Asking me. And I just kind of deferred to him because I was very curious to see what he would have to say. Mm -hmm. And he said, we've been fully committed and monogamous for two and a half years. And I would say the talk of marriage probably started about a year and a, you know, a year and a half. So two and a half years and then maybe about a year ago it started. Do you feel he will need to have these projects that he's working on come to fruition in order to marry? He tells me often that, that that is sort of the one thing that he would like to have in place before uh, we move forward. And how close are these projects to their completion? The ventures that he's working on, I think one is pretty close to completion. I would say around the end of this year. So that's in about uh, seven months. Yes. And the other? There are some other longer term projects that he's trying to assemble. But I would say, you know, the big one is the one that I just mentioned, which would be end of year. So that's good timing, because what you can do is around New Year's and going into next Valentine's Day, you want to make sure the feeling is, okay, that project has wrapped up, it's really now time. Mm -hmm. That would be a very good timing for you, in my opinion. Can you shed some light on your uh, reasoning for that timing? I'm just, I'm really curious because I've also often heard you talk about, you know, time is not your friend. 
So I would love to know the, the, I'm sure you have a wonderful rationale for why, but I'm just curious. It's an interesting time frame. Okay. It's a really, really good question. And part of the answer is predicated on your age and the man's age. In other words, say you were 36 and wanted marriage and children, and he was 48. Be a very different time frame and conversation. Do you understand what I mean? I do. Mm -hmm. So when I do videos and so forth on, like, for example, the boyfriend law of diminishing returns, that is geared towards a younger cohort. Because if you've never been married and or you are of an age where you want to marry and have children, and let's be frank, the whole dating scene, so to speak, and all of it is very different once you get past, you know, and you're going to be 55 next birthday, 55 on up, it's very different. Do you know what I mean by different? I think I do. I'm going to take a guess and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think your your goals are different. Yes, but also men are finally settling down a bit in terms of their testosterone, their life skills, they're better emotionally, they are more connected, they get what's more important in life. They're not as focused on making their way in the world and showing the world who they are. Now, again, this is in gross generalizations because there are men that never outgrow proving themselves to the world through their penis and or through their bravado, for lack of a better word. Understood. Yeah, but a seasoned man, it's why they, you know, men get much better at relationships with age. They start to be more female in a way. So mm -hmm. we can look at it under the lens of what I talk about here all the time. Women don't need marriage because we bond through time and sex. Marriage wasn't invented to rein women in. <laughs> marriage is really for men when I say they need it in a way that women don't. And again, gross generalization. But because of the way men bond, it's extremely important for them because they must make a decision in order to truly bond. Through time and as they grow older, they don't need it quite as much. Quite as much is the operative term there. Quite as much. So in other words, we want to take a, let's just take a 35-year-old male. He's in the prime of his life and he has the testosterone is coursing through his veins you know, it started, you know, when he was 16 and is still going strong. And he has to seriously make a decision about one woman in order to stay committed. He doesn't have as much life skills in terms of women. He needs for some of that testosterone to be reined in through making a decision. And that decision is tantamount to saying, I am going to be responsible 
for you and be responsible to you. As we grow older, this decision is so huge when there is a chance of bringing children into the world. And it should be huge. But think about it. There's little chance of you becoming pregnant and him having to take responsibility, Sam having to take responsibility for a child that he might produce with you. So that's one thing. The second is you are now at a time in your life, you are reaping rewards of your hard work and you're stable, correct? Yes. So it's in some ways less of a huge decision for the man as it is when it's when he is younger. And once someone reaches 60, they look at life quite differently than they looked at it before, especially a man. Uh, the average age for a man to live, I don't know what it is in the States, but I think it's, um, it's still around like 70, 72. That's average, median. It's, it's quite different. And so he can look at life as what is seriously meaningful. Now, this might be almost confusing because it's like, well, it seems that it's less going to, marriage is going to be less important to a man the older he becomes. Is that what you're taking away? Yeah, or it's quite it's it's quite nuanced. I think what what you're you're saying it's less important but still needed. Yes, because think about it. Being on the darker side of sixty five, which he is, he knows how valuable, truly valuable, a good woman is in a man's life. Where the thirty five year old is still being pulled by his testosterone, pulled by his need to prove himself in the world, make his way in the world, getting money, all kinds of things that are distracting from a relationship. So on the one hand, an older man isn't as distracted and knows the importance. Now that's coupled with, yes, but do we need to make it a legal thing that can sometimes not serve either of us? For example, many older couples now are choosing not to legally marry due to things like their estates, their children, older children causing complications with, okay, we don't want dad to marry because then a a will is involved, perhaps probate of, and somebody else is going to get our inheritance, all manner of stuff that can happen. And then you have, for people who don't have means, and, and even, I don't mean like huge means, but just basic middle income folks, that if you marry and one of you becomes seriously ill that requires a great deal of medical care, that's going to come back on a spouse to a great degree. Whereby, if you go into older age and someone is seriously, seriously ill and needs something like Medicaid to pay for nursing care, which Medicare does not and insurance does not, that can be a very serious issue. So it's not, I wish I could offer you a very clear cut, you know, it's always right for the man. 
What I believe is that he has made the commitment and made a decision about you already. Do you feel that? I do. And this is so comforting to hear you say that because, you know, again, I, I, I was hesitant. You know, I'm happy we're talking, but I was hesitant to reach out to you because, again, my whole thing is I see all these demonstrations of the million ways in which he has, has shown and proven in actions, as you always say, his commitment to me. So therefore, I said, you know, this other stuff that is going on, I just don't want to look for problems where they don't exist. But yes, I agree with you. I feel that he has made a decision when it comes to me. Great. That is why I don't want you, given your age and Sam's, to consider the girlfriend law of diminishing returns or time in this same way as a younger woman would need to. That is really comforting to hear. Is there anything that you would recommend that I do that I'm not doing at the moment? It sounds to me like you're doing everything necessary in terms of living in the state of knowing that you have this. If you are doing the manifesting techniques of you know, doing an imaginal act and simply living in the knowing that you are together for life. He is your life partner. I'll give you an example, a recent one. I was on a business trip in Italy and I was staying at a quite lovely place and I was having breakfast and I looked at some of these other older quote unquote, more mature couples that were sitting having breakfast at this hotel. And I totally pictured us there talking about the coffee, talking about how amazing, you know, Italian breakfasts are. And I just had this wonderful sense of this is absolutely achievable and, and not just achievable, but inevitable. And uh, it was interesting to me to have that experience. Like I had such a knowing that this, this is going to happen. That's exactly it. I love that word, inevitable. Yeah. If you simply stay with that, it's what it does within you that the man feels and makes him say, I want to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. It makes him feel safe and you exude that I am happy with you. I am happy with life. I am happy with you and this relationship. If you live in the knowing that you are going to have the marriage, I believe in this case, you will have it. Fantastic. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. And for anyone listening that's younger and questioning, well, what do I do? Yes, it is very different because after a certain amount of time, you cannot accept continuing on because you do fall into the girlfriend law of diminishing returns. Here's another reason why that is that a man knows wondering what the girlfriend law of diminishing returns is and what i'm going to tell suzanne about it as it relates to her relationship with sam in the rest of this episode i outline what suzanne needs to be thinking about and much more about what she needs to release and trust about her situation 
And because I want you to get the results you desire with your current or future Mr. Right in your romantic life, I invite you to check out the 8020 Wonder Club, where you can hear the rest of this interesting coaching conversation with Suzanne and so much more. The 8020 Wonder Club is an exclusive membership-only club of the Make Him Wonder podcast, where you'll get nearly 150 ad-free episodes categorized by age and relationship status, plus all new episodes the moment they're formatted and ready to be aired. Never before released unpublic episodes, all unfiltered coaching conversations like this one with all my advice and principles to have you succeeding in your romantic life. The 8020 Wonder Club includes my Making Magic with Men Mindset Manual, a weekly video series of mindset and mechanics for you to do at your own pace each and every week. It alone is valued at over $500 and is all yours as a member. Join monthly and cancel at any time or save by committing to a 6- or 12-month membership. And not only will you save by committing to more, you'll receive a full coaching intensive experience where you'll be talking to me in a conversation like you just heard. You choose the date anytime during your 12 months and I'll be answering all your questions on getting what you desire and deserve in your romance. Life. Check it out at the 8020 Wonder Club and join us, as that is the only way you'll be able to hear what I tell Suzanne what she needs to do for her mindset and the little bit of mechanics tweaks to make Sam wonder in a way that will be getting her the engagement she desires and deserves. Don't miss out on how to make your man wonder in the right way to have the divine right results in your relationship or how to start dating in a way that guides a potential Mr. Right to do right by you. Go now to the 8020wonder.club. That's T-H-E 8020wonder.club. You and your love will be glad you did.